Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to specially welcome you to the Reflection from the Secret Plate podcast with Christian Loco. Today we're going to be looking at a new episode I titled Rejoice. Rejoicing is a commandment in Scripture. Rejoicing is not just a commandment in Scripture, but is a law of life. Rejoicing is one attribute, one attitude, one quality that would always distinguish achievers from non-achievers and, of course, victims from victors. Apostle Paul, speaking in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, commanded the Philippian Christians to rejoice always. Speaking in that scripture, the Bible says, Rejoice always, and again I say rejoice. That's Apostle Paul speaking. He was speaking or writing that scripture from the prison. He was in prison, and one would have ordinarily expected that a man in prison will find himself in a state of depression, will find himself in a state of discouragement, will find himself in a state of despair. But rather than experiencing in any of those emotions, the Apostle Paul was rejoicing. And not just rejoicing, he was always rejoicing. That's why he could write to the Philippian Christians to do what he was ordinarily doing. He was a rejoicing Christian. Despite his circumstances, despite all the hardship he had to go through, he was one man who knew what it meant to rejoice. He knew the importance of rejoicing. And then he was always engaging himself, obviously, in that act. And then could write to the Philippian Christians to rejoice. Rejoicing is not an option, it is a commandment. It is one thing that will keep you afloat in the midst of challenges. Remember that the Bible says, in this world we're going to have tribulation. But Jesus assures us that we should be of good cheers because he has overcome the world. Remember, you would have challenges, I will have challenges. We all have a fair share of challenges, of setbacks, of difficulties, of adversities in this world. As long as we are in this world, we are not immune to trouble. But in the midst of trouble, what's your attitude? In the midst of trouble, what's my attitude? Many people respond to adversity with sorrow. Many people respond to adversity with depression. Many people respond to adversity with all kinds of negative, cynical, pessimistic attitudes. But that's not what we are expected to be as Christians. We're supposed to be examples. We're supposed to be encouragement to others. We're supposed to be leading the way. We're supposed to be pace setters. We're supposed to be trailblazers, helping others, modeling for others what ordinarily others should learn from us. And so looking at what the Apostle Paul said to the Philippian Christians, what is your attitude to your challenges. What is my attitude to my challenges? Challenges will come our way. Challenges will come. Downturns will come. Adversities will come. But how do we respond? How do we respond to those downturns? How do we respond to those challenges? How do we respond to the setbacks? How do we respond to the adversities? What's our perspective? Many people uh, develop the wrong perspective in the midst of challenges. Many people maintain the wrong perspective. But if we know our scriptures, it will help us to, of course, have the right perspective. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 
55 verse 8 and 9 precisely speaking saying there it says god speaking says i know the thoughts i think towards you they are thoughts of peace not of evil it says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and uh, his ways are higher than our ways god's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways of course, speaking again in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says, He knows the thoughts, he thinks to us, thoughts, they are thought of peace, not of evil to give to us an expected end. God has an expected end. That's the reason why in the midst of challenges, we need to understand that his ways are higher. And so, in the midst of challenges, we should respond with the knowledge of the word of God. And of course, you know, you cannot respond with the knowledge of the word of God if you do not already have the word of God inside of you. That's why you need to spend time with the Word because it is the Word you have spent time with that will begin to guide your attitude, begin to guide your actions in the midst of challenges. When we do have the Word of God, it will guide us in the way we behave. The book of, in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk speaking again concerning um, the way we should respond to circumstances, he says there, he says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, Though the labor of the olive may fail, and the field yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the, fo from the fold, and there be no head in the stall, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. That's what Habakkuk had to say. Habakkuk was describing an agrarian society, an agrarian, agrarian environment, where supposedly a farmer had, had done some cultivation and yet in spite of all efforts uh, put into the work, there's no yield yet. In spite of every effort that have been put in the labor, there seem not to be any results. You may be finding yourself in such a situation where you have labored, you have engaged in all kinds of labor like I have done, you have been involved in all kinds of labor, Maybe in the area of your business, the area of your relationship, the area of your marriage, the area of, of area, area of your spiritual life, the area of your ministry, you have labored, you have labored and labored, and yet there seem not to be the results that you you desire and you deserve. If you find yourself in such situation, like Habakkuk found himself, he says the solution is not. The next thing to do is not to be depressed. The next thing to do is not to begin to feel like a victim. The next thing to do is not to feel as if it's like you have been abandoned and forgotten by God. He says even in the midst of such challenges, even in the midst of such trying times, even in the midst of such downtowns, in the midst of such setbacks, he says rejoice. Remember the Apostle Paul was on missions. He was on a mission field where he was arrested and put in the Philippian prison. And he didn't find himself where he decided to remain depressed and then begin to question God. Rather, he was rejoicing. We're made to understand in the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 25, precisely from verse 25, it says, At midnight, Paul and Silas, they began to pray. They began to, to praise. And as they prayed and praised, even in the midst of that challenge of being beaten and then put in their legs, put in stocks, and they being thrown into prison, they never gave up hope. 
they never uh, uh, decided to be questioning God. They never, they, 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 they were never, they never allowed themselves to be troubled. They rather began to praise the Lord. That should be our attitude. That should be our response, even in the midst of challenges, in the midst of downturns, in the midst of setbacks, in the midst of adversities of all kinds that we may find ourselves facing right now. We need to rejoice. You need to rejoice. I need to rejoice. Now, why are the reasons why we should rejoice. The book of Habakkuk gives us some reasons why we should rejoice. In verse 20, verse 19 of that verse, of that chapter, yes, of that chapter, chapter 3 of Habakkuk, the, the, the writer Habakkuk says, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, like deer's feet. And he will make me to walk on my high places. Now, these verses of scripture prescribes for us or describes for us what will happen to us when we find ourselves rejoicing. If we engage in the act of rejoicing as commanded by God, as opposed to being depressed, then he says the Lord will become our strength. One thing that rejoicing will do for you and for me is to make us strong. Makes us strong to be able to face trials, face adversities, face downturns, face setbacks. Not only that it makes us strong as we rejoice, we become strong as we rejoice. The next thing that happens is that we will find opportunities come our way. He says he will make our feet like the deer's feet. He will begin to order our steps and direct our steps to opportunities that are already around and within us that we've not been able to see. But as we have the right attitude of rejoicing, it will begin to enlighten us. It will begin to cause us to be enlightened and sensitive to opportunities. It says the Lord will make our feet like hinds feet. And then he will make us to walk on our high places. The high places talking about opportunities. Talking about a prepared place. A place that God has ordained for us. That we will find fulfillment. A place of fulfillment, a place of enlargement, a place of, of uh, blessings. God has such plans for us. But only if we find ourselves rejoicing will we be able to assess all that God had ordained for us. I believe that value has been added to you through this episode of the podcast. And till I come your way again for another episode of the Reflection of the Secret Play podcast with Christy. Remain blessed and bye-bye.